Welcome to Weekend Trader. I'm Caroline Woods, and I'm joined by Ben Lichtenstein, host of Futures here on the TD Ameritrade Network. Ben, so much to recap for this week, lots to look forward to next week. Let's start with the recap of this week, and of course, with the jobs numbers. Investors not necessarily sure what to think about it. Some analysts are skeptical given the revisions, but if you just look at the headlines, it was an overall better than expected report. Yeah, much better than expected, Caroline, which was um, interesting and a bit of a surprise in many ways because we had had expectations downplayed a fair amount into the release Friday. We heard from the Biden administration earlier in the week, they said to kind of pare back some of those expectations. And with the ADP report, uh, another good example, it came in lower by 301,000, but we haven't really seen that connect between ADP and the monthly number there you can see coming in much higher than expected at 467,000. They were looking for 150, but Caroline, there were a couple components to this number. It wasn't just that headline because, well, aside from the beat, we had last month's revised from 199 up into that 510 uh, uh, level. You can see that on the far right column, but then also wages were up. Uh, we saw a spike in the monthly and in the year-over-year uh, -year numbers. So again, uh, we also saw participation rate, which has increased. There you can see 0.7 on the monthly and 5.7 for the yearly. So I think investors uh, had a lot of, well, a couple surprises here, I guess is the best way of putting it. And I think you saw that in terms of the market's reaction, kind of a mixed reaction to this. Uh, investors really weren't sure what to make of this number. I think investors are mostly concerned that it could mean an even more hawkish Fed mm -hmm. if the economy is truly that strong. Does this change anything in terms of what the Fed's going to do? Well, it certainly changed what we saw in terms of rates. I mean, they spiked in a big way. We saw new lows in Treasury futures products across the board, the bonds taking out key levels, 10-year. Uh, for the most part, the shorter date has been le leading, but it was interesting. The dollar really didn't benefit from rates to the upside, but this ties right into what we're talking about, the concerns that investors have right now and how they've been sort of focused on, uh, well, uh, being a little more, bit a bit more selective in terms of where they position themselves. We've seen that with growth shares, some of the tech names that have suffered with rates on the rise. And that was the case again throughout the week for the most part. So uh, kind of repositioning of some of those eggs in some of the distant ba different baskets that they have. You know, Fed, of course, needs to hike rates to turn into inflation fighter mode because inflation is surging, but not just here, Ben, in yeah. Europe too. Yeah, I mean, we saw a record high CPI this week. We saw the Bank of England raise rates for the second time, a consecutive rate hike, the first time that's happened since 2004. So we're talking uh, 20 years since that's happened. And um, uh, they raised them up uh, 15 basis points to a half a percent. So again, you know, ECB ended up leaving rates unchanged, but there you can see the inflation number. There's an energy crisis right now in Europe. We'll talk about uh, energy prices in just a minute, but that's been impacting them not only in Europe but also globally and you know again it just really feeds into that uh, discussion that we've had multiple times in terms of how depending on where you're looking at regions of the world central banks have had to kind of deal with inflation some of the supply chain constraints labor conditions a little bit differently but a very aggressive approach this week from the Bank of England. And this week we actually talked less about the Fed and more about earnings. We saw Alphabet beat, we saw Amazon mixed but good enough and we saw Meta just get absolutely slammed. What's your key takeaways from, from what we've seen? Yeah, the Fed really, uh, there was very little focus on. A couple Fed speakers earlier in the week that sort of walked back some of those inflation hike, rate hike concerns, and uh, the dollar came off, as I mentioned, a reflection of that. But the focus did seem to be on earnings this week, again, squarely on some of those individual tech names. And uh, I mean, a wild ride, to say the least, historic in many ways in terms of what we saw, for one, 
in terms of uh, Facebook's parent company, Meta. Uh, the huge sell-off that we saw, the record market cap loss in the billions um, and ultimately the uh, you know ripple effect that that had I mentioned some of the mixed activity that we had seen uh, this week as far as uh, results while Amazon uh, was a good example of how we saw numbers uh, ultimately to the upside and uh, a big move higher there one thing I've been noticing is uh, earnings this week didn't really provide that backdrop that investors have been looking for and that we've seen in the past few months where they've really impressed it was a much more mixed bag this week uh, over a hundred some S&P 500 companies reporting, but uh, no real lean one way or the other. Again, a very mixed bag, and it didn't give investors much to uh, provide. It actually added to some of the volatility it seemed like we had been seeing. All right, so let's look ahead to next week in terms of earnings. What's on your radar? What are you looking out for? And you think this will power, power the market higher? Well, we've got a couple big names. Um, I've got my eye on Lyft and Uber for one because they actually – uh, receive some attention into the end of this week with some uh, price target action, some analyst comments. I saw Piper Sandler actually lowered their price target on Lyft to 55 from 70. They kept it with an overweight rating, but uh, Uber actually got a price target hike. Um, uh, uh, I'm sorry, price target lowered as well from uh, uh, down to 50 from 70. That was at Oppenheimer. So uh, we also have a couple other names, some social media names, Twitter, Peloton will be closely watched next week. Some big names like Coke and Disney. Um, and yeah, I mean, earnings again, I think what investors are really going to be looking for is do they sort of pick up the slack and uh, will they provide that backdrop that we had seen in prior uh, quarters? It just hasn't really been in place this quarter. Investors have been unenthused and unimpressed for the most part uh, with earnings. And those that have impressed Caroline have really yet to kind of carry the weight for the others that have been a bit of a disappointment. So again, kind of get it back to what I was saying before. It's, it's a very selective kind of stock pickers, pickers approach as of recent with rates on the rise. Uh, there's more assets kind of competing for investors' dollars. Except for Meta on Thursday. That had the power to bring everything down for the most part. But let's talk about what you're looking towards in terms of the economic data. Obviously, CPI is the, mm -hmm. main, the main headliner. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, uh, with all the focus, again, on some of the record numbers that we've seen, we mentioned Europe earlier, the impact that that's had and the catalyst that that provided, again, for the Bank of England to have to act. Um, and uh, we'll see if it provides that catalyst for the Fed here. We'll get a little bit more insight next week in terms of consumer price index. That'll be the focal point for the most part, I think. But you can see there's some other numbers that we should be watching. The NFIB, uh, there'll be a close uh, watch on the consumer sentiment as we kind of reemerge from this Omicron and some of the uncertainties that were tied to that. Uh, there will be a lot of focus on that. But in addition to that, I'm also watching some of the data, eco data abroad. I mean, we know that the Fed's focused on the numbers, so we should be as well. Uh, and, uh, you know, again, but primarily CPI. Last time we saw uh, CPI consumer price index here in the U.S. at 30-year highs. So, I mean, again, not necessarily record levels as far as what we were talking about in terms of the uh, Eurozone, but definitely it should be watched. Well, speaking of inflation and higher prices, crude oil mm -hmm. hit its highest level in seven years. Uh, ultimately, will mean higher gas prices. So one more thing that we're paying more for. So it'll be interesting to see how consumer sentiment fares. But just in terms of oil, what's next? $100 a barrel or what? That's what the Goldmans and the Morgans are calling for. I actually have a couple charts if we could pull them and take a look at the trajectory that we've seen to the upside. Crude oil has been rallying very strong, probably one of the more predominant trends that's been in place and uh, continues to be. We talked about the indices coming off a little bit and some of the volatility we've seen there. They've lost some of the momentum to the upside, but take a look. The ES is yet to, or I'm sorry, the crude oil 
uh, WTI contract is yet to. You can see this week got up to 93.17. And well, I'll take a look at where things stand in terms of the daily because it wasn't just this week and the move up. You can see off the pandemic lows down around $6. We've seen a steady trajectory to the upside. And you mentioned we're at the seven-year highs. We're talking levels we haven't seen since the fall of 2014. But Caroline, it's Arbob, that's gasoline futures. It's heating all, it's natural gas. So no matter whether we're talking about uh, heating your uh, home or fueling up your car, ultimately prices are on the rise. And I think that's what's got investors a little bit on edge and a little bit uncertain right now. And as I mentioned, a bit more selective. So I think that'll be continuing uh, to be one of the focal points into next week. Crude oil, energy prices in general, but uh, we saw the dollar weaken a little bit this week. That supported crude prices. And even with OPEC production increases, we saw that run up again to the $93 level. So yeah, it does seem like uh, that's an, a highlighted area to keep an eye on next week. All right, just put it on our tabs. Ben Lichtenstein, host of Futures, thanks so much. And thank you for watching Weekend Trader. I'm Caroline Woods, and I'll see you next week.